Hi, welcome to Getting It Together. I'm your host, Erin Heidelberger, the OG Git Mom. What is Git Mom? It's a philosophy, a way of life, and a national movement, if I do say so myself, that's helping moms everywhere get it together. G-I-T. Get it? I'm a certified parent coach and the founder of Get Mom. I empower moms to feel in control in this totally out of control experience we call motherhood. I want to welcome you to a whole new way of thinking about parenting. The secret formula to creating a happy family is, wait for it, to put yourself front and center. Get Mom is the only coaching company in the country focusing on mom's happiness rather than her kids. I give moms simple one, two, three steps to parent more effectively and efficiently. The end goal is always to carve out happy mommy time for you because happy, confident, independent moms raise well-adjusted, self-assured, and happy children. Every podcast, I'll be inviting my guests to talk about how they get off Mommy Island, how they put the me in mommy, and what they do to get it together. My dream for this podcast is to be the answer to your parenting woes. So let's get into it. Today's guest is Dylan Dreyer. If you live anywhere on planet Earth, you know who she is. You have seen her as meteorologist and correspondent on the Today Show, The Weather Channel, NBC Nightly News, MSNBC, on her NBC shows, Earth Odyssey with Dylan Dreyer and Journey with Dylan Dreyer. And you've heard her on Sirius XM Radio. With her big smile and her contagious enthusiasm, she's become America's sweetheart. And if there wasn't enough, she's also a wife and mom to two young boys, Calvin and Oliver. Welcome to the show, Dylan. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a nice introduction. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it was so easy to come up with all of those (laughs) titles. Look at all the work you are doing. (laughs) No wonder why I'm tired. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that's the perfect lead-in because we've established that you pretty much never sleep because you seem to have about 19 jobs. Was being a mom something you always knew you wanted to add to the mix? And what was that journey like for you? That's a very good question because for so long, it wasn't something Brian and I wanted. You know, we were very content with our life. We loved living in New York City. We loved to travel. And we both said, I think something will click inside once we know we want to have kids. But for right now, we don't want to. And then sure enough, something clicked. We looked at each other. We decided, let's have a family. And it just seemed like the next step. And it just seemed so perfect. And we tried for Calvin and Calvin showed up right away. Everything just worked out perfectly. And we we moved down to Battery Park. We were kind of in our little small 600 square foot apartment. So we had to expand a little bit. And then a few years after Calvin, we decided we wanted another baby. And I've, I've been very open about our, our struggles with secondary infertility, had some medical issues that needed to be taken care of. And, and eventually we were about to start IVF because Oliver was not coming as easily as Calvin did. And right when I was about to start IVF, I found out I was pregnant. So Oliver was our, our little gift too. And 
I feel like our life is complete now. Everything is perfect. And as a woman myself who suffered with infertility and a parent coach who works with a lot of families around the country navigating their own infertility struggles, I really appreciated when you did open up about your miscarriage and your secondary infertility and your potential IVF journey. And I was actually, what spurred, I have a Brian, Mm -hmm. I have a Brian too. What made us decide to have a child was... The biggest thing on my brain was, when am I going to get my next manicure? And I thought, okay, you know what? I need to have a reality check and figure out what the heck I'm doing with my life. And I was actually getting a manicure when I was watching you and Brian on the show talking about your secondary infertility struggles. And I was, yes, yes. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And so to have you here is is. Just it's kind of like full circle as we're. Oh my goodness! This. I know it's like so strange. So why did you decide to go public with your story after being private about your pain mm-hmm. for so long? Well, Brian and I were were kind of open books to begin with. For whatever reason, we've shared the majority of our life, and it just it seemed like one of those things where it's like you know, I'm, I'm going through this and this, this sucks right now. And I'm trying to put on a happy face. And especially with my role at the Today Show, it's usually a, a very happy place, you know? So I needed to keep the smile going, but behind the scenes, it, it was sad. It was, I remember the morning I had the miscarriage and I had to go into work like nothing had happened. And Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. And, and I, I remember thinking... I need to at least tell my bosses about this because I've ju- I was just a little shorter than I normally was. I normally don't let things get to me, but things were really getting to me and I was having little meltdowns behind the scenes to, to myself, mostly to Chanel, actually, uh, because we share a dressing room. And I, I, I said, you know, I wonder, there's got to be other women dealing with this where you still have to go through the motions of your day and your job and your family and you really just want to curl up in a corner and just cry and feel sorry for yourself. So let me just put this out there just so people know what I'm going through because maybe that'll help me get through it a little bit more. And I was a little hesitant to come out because I thought that there was this group of people who had infertility with their first child. If they were going to be like, you already have a child. What are you doing? Why are you? Oh, I know. I I feel so bad for you, you know, but you have a family. I can't have a family. And I I thought I was going to get a lot of that and I didn't get any of that. And it was really all just positive feedback from women saying, thank you. I, I can just breathe a little easier now knowing that you've gone through this too. You know, it's just it's nice to know I'm not alone. And it, it turned out that the story resonated with people much more than I, I ever hoped. Part of me was doing it for myself to help myself feel better. And it, and it really helped so many other women feel better. Well, I'm so happy that you have these two cuties, Calvin and Oliver, who are coming up on being four and one years old. Is that right? Which is crazy. I mean, my maternity leave started in January when I had Oliver and then it rolled right into work from home and pandemic and this and that. And all of a sudden it's like in a few months, he'll be one. (laughs) I know it's unreal. So what are the biggest parenting challenges that you and Brian are facing right now with your little guys? I'd say working from home has, has its set of challenges because you're never really a hundred percent at parenting or at your job. Something always 
kind of has to give. And, you know, in the morning, I really just wanted to just focus on the show, read my notes, do my hair and makeup and not have Calvin like, mommy, I want breakfast. It's like, what do you want? Well, what do you have? I, I don't know. I have this, this and this. Well, I don't want any of that. Can't daddy get you breakfast? And he's like, no, I want you to do it. So, and then I'm secretly getting annoyed at my husband because he's like, well, like what do get you up, do, do yes. something, just do anything. Do something. Exactly. And he's like, Calvin won't let me do it. So that just would drive me nuts. So I'm sitting there, you know, and then he'd walk the dog. And I feel like, well, that's the easiest thing you can do right now is walk right, the dog. You're escaping and you don't have to talk exactly. to anyone and no one's talking to you. <laughs> and oh, good for you. You get to listen to a podcast or yes. read your emails. Exactly. Like that's the longest walk you've ever taken with the dog. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all those little things were bubbling up. And then we have a, a phone call for the show every morning and I'd be with my earbuds on. And I was always saying, Calvin, one second, Calvin, one second, Calvin, hold on, hold on, hold on. And that's not fair to him. Because as far as he's concerned, I'm home. And then once my workday was over and Brian's workday started, he would do, he does robotic cameras from home, which is wild that the technology exists that he can do that. Correct. But as a cameraman, that means he sits there and looks at a computer all day. So my mind is very much like, you're just sitting there. Can you not hold the baby or can you not do something? Can you multitask, dude? <laughs> right? Like, do you see how I multitask in the morning? And I mean, Brian's amazing and, and I love him dearly, but it's those little things that started to fester and just kind of bubbled up where it's like, he thinks I should be doing something. I think he should be doing something. Nobody's talking to each other. We're trying to keep work happy. And it would just, I mean, it just added so much extra stress. So I couldn't be more thankful for being back in studio right now. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank That's you. Amazing. <laughs> you well earned. Right? <laughs> well, as I say, everything has its season. The good news is children change so quickly that next month the boys will be in an all new phase. The bad news is the boys are changing so quickly, but 2020 surely found a way for us to slow down. We talked about it, the quarantine. Like I said, you're married to a Brian just like me, (laughs) and he and I were also working from home together, and with all the research I did, you make marriage seem like a fairy tale, rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) I know it's not, just like you just touched on, but really no one likes someone so much that they want to be trapped together in a NYC apartment for five months straight. So how did you keep your sanity? How did you create the boundaries with Brian, making him kind of not man up, but just pitch in dude and and find your voice and give yourself the confidence to help him, empower him to get on board, as well as give Kelvin boundaries, even though it's so guilt-ridden being a working Mm -hmm mom, especially in the home where he can physically see you. And he's like, what are you talking about? You can't make me my three choices at breakfast. So how did you balance like empower Brian and give Calvin boundaries? Well, one good thing about Brian, which I think is, is why our relationship works so well is he's so opposite of me you know, where really? I, I, I need to make lists all day and I need to know exactly what I'm going to do at all times, all throughout the day. I don't sit on the couch. I don't, you know, like I'm just always go, go, going. Go. Mm-hmm. And he is very much, he'll sit there. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what you want me to do. And for me, it's 
that fine line of nagging, <laughs> do this, do this, do this. And he's like, it's not nagging. I would rather you just tell me what to do as opposed to me having to guess what it is you want me to do. So like, that's like a very it. good point. So I'm like, okay, it's not a honey-do list. It's just as things come up, instead of me mad that the garbage is full and wondering why he's not thinking to take it out, it's, hey, Brian, can you take the garbage out? Sure. And is it, right. oh, that's and all, you know what? That's all it takes. You're not hurting his feelings. Yes. Speaking up kindly and professionally. And then he's like, okay, I can do that. And then yes. sort of your guilt and your resentment thinking he should be reading my mind. What is wrong with him? Is he exactly there methodically taking his day? Whereas I'm with you. I'm a doer and a goer. Mm-hmm. My Brian, he, he works lying down flat on a couch. Whereas <laughs> I know it's seriously <laughs> insanity. Whereas if I were to sit down, I would fall asleep. So yes. I know I have to just keep having momentum to just keep the energy going. Yes. So, right. It's in, isn't it so interesting? You, I mean, of course, you know, Brian, you, you know, you're Brian, you have been together mm-hmm. many years, but when you're working in those four walls and you're observing, yes, he truly does conduct himself. <laughs> it's really, it's like <laughs> animals in the zoo. Like, wow. It, it's so true. Cause part of me is like, how do things get done? But then I actually see when he is doing stuff, you know, and there are so many things I take, I take for granted. Like he does empty the dishwasher, which sounds oh. like a small thing, but I hate emptying the I'm dishwasher not down more than for anything that. in the world. Right. But you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you, the great news is when the boys are older, they will empty the dishwasher. And that's what quarantine that. has given us. I'm yes. like, you know what? I don't need to be doing this. You guys can walk. <laughs> you have hands. Like, let's right? roll, boys. I know. As soon as Calvin can reach the cabinets, he, he it's that happening. Is, that is his chore. I already pushed on him that he has to feed the dog. So he has taken on his chores. But since the quarantine, Brian has always done the grocery shopping, which is super helpful. Brian's always the one who, when we get groceries delivered, he unpacks them and puts them away. So there, it's it's almost just like these little victories because I like to be in charge of the house. I like to make sure everything is done because if somebody else did it, it wouldn't be done the way I want it done. <laughs> I which sounds obnoxious, it. but it's uncontrolling. But no, it's but it's truth. Exactly, it's just the way it is. So I like to do it, and now that I know that I can just tell Brian to do things, it just it makes life so much easier. And Brian's also just he's so reasonable, and he's happy, and he's jolly, and he's just where I can get stressed out and just kind of close up. And he just keeps me talking. He always, you know, don't close off. Just let's, can we just talk? What's on your mind? Just please just tell me. And then once we talk about it, it's out there and we can move forward from it when it's usually something so small, like, why aren't you thinking to take out the trash? Again, it's like just one of those little things that if you just talk about it, it just makes it so much easier. So he's great. He's actually a really good person to be quarantined with because he, he just, He's fun in it. I he still sounds like, like a him. keeper. You know, make sure he listens to this. He'll be like, right. You know what? So when you're having a fight, he'll be like, w- remember when you said all these like great things yes. about me? And then you're like, I didn't mean any of that. But I know. Like, exactly. Right. <laughs> Calvin is the, is the other challenge because we try to create boundaries, but there are, are really no boundaries. Although he does know when the camera's on, because for so long I was doing the show right from our living room he knows he cannot be on camera unless it's like I I bring him on for something, but he does kind of like tiptoe and I hear his feet 
And if I'm not on in that moment, I'll be like, okay, Calvin, you can come in. And he knows to, to walk right in. Otherwise, he he does know to, to stay away. <laughs> all right. Well, so right. that But that gives me as a parent coach that all the confidence that he does understand boundaries. Yes, so, that's true. Literal boundaries. I mean, I could probably yeah. draw a line and say, do not go over this line. <laughs> like trying to land a plane. No, no. <laughs> Circle back, buddy. I'll come find you when I'm ready to see you. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing that has given me life during this quarantine is your Instagram video series called <laughs> Dining with Cal. Speak of the devil. Uh-huh. So you and Cal, seems like you love to cook together, but is he an adventurous eater? And if so, what's the one food he loves that super shocked you? I found right in the beginning when he could kind of stand on his little chair up at the counter, it made mm. it so much easier to feed him when he was a part of the meal-making process. Standing versus- and standing, yes, that helps too. Right. You're um, like, can't you just sit down and relax for literally yeah. 10 minutes? No. Boys cannot sit down. No. Literally, mm-hmm. if he's on the couch, it's he's using it as a trampoline and he's jumping all over the place. <laughs> but he just liked being next to me when I was cooking. So I just kept it up, you know, and every time I was cooking, he wanted to be there, whether I was making something fun like cupcakes or cookies, or I was just cooking dinner. He just wanted to do an activity with me. So that ended up working out really well. And now he's, he's really taken to it. I've always been pointing out food to him and, but I'm not an adventurous cooker. Like I don't cook very adventurously. It's usually like a chicken, some sort of potato and a vegetable. So he has, which I always found fascinating. He's always liked Greek food. So there's a couple restaurants around here that serve a lot of Mediterranean food. So lamb meatballs devoured them. I'm not a huge fan of lamb. That's a little odd, right? But for a little guy. Exactly. Devoured the meatballs. But to him, I I think any meatball looks like a meatball. And he also, this restaurant up the street, they would always bring him falafel. And he would always eat the falafel, which to me has an interesting texture. You know, it's kind of a little grainy. It's got a lot of green in it. So I was surprised he liked it. But still to this day, whenever we go, lamb meatballs and and falafel. (laughs) Well, I love it. Well, it's so wonderful that you are carving out this one-on-one time. I'm all about the day date. I always tell my clients, even if you can just take one hour with one child, one time a month, it mm-hmm. makes such a difference in creating that connection and the bond. And so for you guys to do this in your kitchen, it's something I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not like the most adventurous chef. Um, <laughs> and I too appreciate someone else doing the grocery shopping for yes. me, but I love it. <laughs> and that you're carrying on this one-on-one time together. So, but if I'm being honest, COVID has made it really hard for me to psych up and create all these special bonding moments with my mm. boys because we are seriously like you guys. We're just together all of the time. So tell us, teach us your wise ways. You have your 19 jobs. You're trying to keep <laughs> yourself together. You have Brian, your husband, two children. How do you cut off your work brain when it is in your four walls? Put the phone down. Tune out all of the email notifications and quit all the multitasking and just be present for the boys. That's such a good question because it's the multitasking. You know, I can I can put work aside, especially when the show's over and I know I don't have any more interviews or anything today. I may or may not get on the afternoon phone calls. I can put work down. It's the multitasking. It's the I have a minute now because Oliver's asleep. Let me organize that closet or let me just freshen up the kitchen or 
Let me just do the laundry. I mean, all those little things that every day, I just, I always just want to get something done. And yesterday was the first afternoon where I didn't really have something set in my mind where it's like, I wanted to do something specific. Oh my God, that is, you should write this moment. Dear diary. I know. I am not trying to get something done. Instead, I played with Calvin and Oliver was asleep and I legit got on the floor and he, all he wants to do is play cars and trucks. So I just got on the right. floor. And we Drive back and, and forth. Circles. Yes. The, we just did circles, them up. circles, yes. circles, circles. And he couldn't have been happier. And it, it just felt like, you know, I don't have to do the laundry right now. I don't have to do this right now. I, I can just play with my kid for a second. And then when Oliver woke up, Instead of, all right, Calvin, got to go. It's Oliver's turn now. I just, I put Oliver on my lap and we all played together. And it was just, it just made the whole house a happier place because Calvin wasn't whining. He wasn't begging for something. He wasn't looking for attention. And he was just, he had fun with me. So then when I did eventually have to start cooking dinner, he was okay because we had some fun together. So I think that's what I need to just get better at is not to give myself a list of things that I have to do today. The laundry will still be there tomorrow. I know. <laughs> and um, there'll be more of it. Yes. And, but we will live. Exactly. And I don't have to make my bed right now. I don't have to put those other clothes that I folded yesterday away right now. It's okay to just not do things and to just play with your kids because it's really all they want to do. That's all they want to do is just be right there. And yes. I know, and it's so hard. Like I'm with you. I like... I love when you use that word, freshen up the kitchen. I'm all about everything is in its place. You know, I definitely have OCD and (laughs) it just, it makes my brain function better when Mm -hmm. things have a place. And what I've learned from the quarantine is just be here now. Mm -hmm. And when there are those wins, because I'm, I'm still, I'm still a, pencil paper gal. I like my to-do list (laughs) just like you. I now the things I'm learning, the lessons I'm learning that are helping the family kind of survive. And I'm not saying thriving, just we're surviving it. Right. Is when those wins happen, then I take my pencil and paper and I write it down. Hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to do trucks in three days because personally I can't do trucks every day. No. That is not the mom (laughs) I ever was. I can't either. I lose but, interest like 10 minutes in, but I, I, know. I can fake I read, it. Right. And you're like trying to like look at your phone just to have more stimulation. Yes. So totally take that to-do list and be like, all right, we're going to do trains on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're going to man up. Dylan is going to man up. We're going to do yes, the trains. We're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> because like you said, once they have that one-on-one time, then when you have to extract them from your body, there's, <laughs> there's less guilt and there's less wine. Right. It just exactly like much much smoother extraction. It's true. It's totally true. All right. So with you and Brian, you're both working from home. How do you guys divvy up all of your to dos? So who does bath time? Who does bedtime? Meal time? And I know these are all parenting scenarios that happen in the evening when mm-hmm. Brian and his robots come to life. Yes. But, so yeah. How do you guys? How do you guys manage all of these tasks? Well, Brian definitely handles the mornings and I, I do the evenings. So unfortunately, bath time and all that falls in, into the evening <laughs> category. Yeah. So we eat dinner at five. Like we, we just, we really stick to a schedule. So we eat dinner at five. And then right after that, it's about a half hour, 45 minutes. Brian 
that's like his crunch time for work. Like they're setting up for the show and he, that's when he really has to focus and the house kind of has to be quiet. So right after that, I usually take uh, Bosco, our dog, Calvin and Oliver. We all go out for a nice long walk, about a half hour walk. And usually when I come home, the kitchen is tidied up. So at least what we just ate is, oh put, my away. Gosh. is put away because he can kind of, you know, he, as long as he's near the computer. So that's always a, a bonus when that that actually happens. And that's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> and uh, Oliver's bottles usually made. So mm-hmm. this way, when I come back, I, I take both boys, I do the jammies. Baths have been slipping a little bit. You know, I should probably uh, do the every other night thing, but yeah, I'm whatever. like, he's not getting that muddy. He's not dirty. No, I can fine. just kind of wipe him down Let with a wet go. wipe and we're good. <laughs> totally good. Because sometimes I'm just too tired. I just don't feel like doing it. So baths kind of stretched maybe every couple of nights. And then I do jammies. And the best part is when I'm giving Oliver's bottle, Cal- that's Calvin's TV time. So we just sit on the couch and then I usually put Oliver down to sleep. He goes down, no problem. And then it's Calvin's routine. You know, we read a book, brush his teeth, and then he goes to sleep. But I do, I probably a bad habit, but I, I do lay with Calvin until he falls asleep. More just because it gives me a chance to close my eyes for a minute. And Do you fall asleep? I usually fall asleep. Yeah. So but then not what? long. You know, I'll okay. fall asleep for like 10, 15 minutes, then I'll wake okay. up, he's out, and then I tiptoe out of the bed and we're good. Yeah. It's just easier that way. I'm a big fan of not getting into these like long drawn out arguments. And I hey, think he's, if it's easier and yes. if he's not waking up several times throughout the night where you have to right. go through that routine over and over, then exactly. this is what he's used to and it's working for you. Yeah. It was ever since he got into his new room, he was in a really small room. And then Oliver took that room over when Calvin grew up and he was, he's now in a bigger room. So he, it started off as him just being, you know, a little scared in his room yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's fine. I mean, he's not going to want me to do that forever. So no, it's totally I'll, I'll take fine it for right now. Rock on, do whatever is working. <laughs> and I have to like get mom. We're all about sleep and yes. schedule. And my oldest son is 16 and we still live and breathe the 5 PM dinner. Really? Yep. That's awesome. 100%. I think it's so special. You know what? It's something their nervous systems have been used to being fed. (laughs) And and I like it because even though they're older and they are going to sleep later, I still know if we go out for dinner, 5, 5.30, we get home by 7, we still have a little bit of time before Mm -hmm. bedtime. And it just makes them understand where their evening is going and there aren't right. any power struggles. So it's and, true. No. And like, you're so lucky you have your fairy godmother, Brian, cleaning the kitchen <laughs> and doing the bottle. Well, that doesn't always happen, but okay. Well, there, Brian, a lot of, a lot of times. <laughs> All right. So, and you went through something a little bit intimidating together recently when both of your children underwent hospital procedures, just three days apart. I that's wild. Um, so I know this is something lots of parents face, the need to be able to compartmentalize between our families and our jobs. So how did you handle the stress of your babies being in the hospital with the ongoing demands mm-hmm. of today? Luckily, they were in and out procedures. So the the hardest part I found was, you know, Calvin was actually easy because he added his tonsils out. So I walk in with him, he goes under, he comes out, he's in pain. So I needed to baby him through the day. But for the most part, I mean, he was so resilient and just besides having to eat some softer food. It's it's, so resilient. You like just chuck some Motrin at them and then they fall asleep and they wake up. Yes. 
like as if they you they could have a facelift. Give them some Motrin, <laughs> just wake up. And they're they're like, fine. Motrin go. solves everything. I am. I know. And ideally, I'm it makes them Motrin. a little tired, so they just go to yes, sleep too. Mellow out. Yes. Totally. Mm-hmm. So Calvin was was totally fine. Oliver. I just, I found, because Brian couldn't come to the hospital with me because of COVID, only one parent was allowed, the trying to carry all the bags because I'm still pumping and I needed to have my cooler bag, my bag that held the pumps and then Oliver's diaper bag and then Oliver himself. And I didn't want to bring a stroller in because it just, you know, there's, there's no know. place to put it. Right. So I'm trying to carry all of this stuff and it's hot and the mask is on and I'm trying not to touch things. And when well, you're a public person. Yeah. Even with the mask, yes. you're still a public person. Right. So luckily nobody nobody recognized me. Oh, so that was sad. good. So I was just kind of sweating and struggling on my own, but people were offering to help. And it's like they were offering oh, to help but knew they really couldn't right. help because COVID. it's COVID and you can't really help anybody right now. And then I was afterwards, I had to stop into the little pharmacy and pick up the antibiotics and painkillers. And I realized my wallet is now in the back of my bag. So I have to like find a place to put everything down. So it was more like just the struggle of not having enough hands and not having Brian there to help me. And Brian's texting me the whole time to make sure everything's okay. And I, I the last thing I could do is text him back. <laughs> right. And your child has just had a procedure and you're like, I just want to get home. Yes. So I'm holding him very carefully. And it was just, luckily when I walked out of the hospital, Brian was like doing loops through New York City, which can take 45 minutes to do a loop. And he just happened to pull up as I was walking outside. It was just, it was like, like his sixth here, time pulling here. through, but still. Use everyone, <laughs> bags, take everything. Yes. And then I just threw everything in the car, put Oliver in the car seat, and I just bawled my eyes out. Cause I'm like, it was just, everything went fine. You know, the surgery was fine, but it was just the stress of just doing it alone was, was a lot. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh, I'm glad everything has worked out with the boys. And yes, I'm glad that's it's like it never you. happened. They're they're both right. totally fine. Right. <laughs> Two days later, it was like it never happened. Well, I know, and maybe maybe you and I should just start taking Motrin instead of drinking <laughs> wine, and that might make us that's tempting. Be more relaxed, <laughs> sleep better. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, for all of us hoping to follow along with your career and family, how does my audience find you? I do most of my stuff on Instagram. I probably don't post as much as I should, uh, but sometimes I'm no, just please. like, I'm sure people are sick of seeing my kids. So I like pull back on the post sometimes. I know. It's like, I'm sick of myself. If yes. I'm sick of myself, you right? guys have to be sick so of me. So I, I give people a break yeah, every now I and get then, it. but um, it's Dylan Dreyer NBC at Instagram on Twitter, although I don't do Twitter as much. I know. So, me too. Yeah. That's, that's something usually, has to give. I know. And I used to be able to post something to Instagram and it goes to Twitter automatically, but then I forgot my Twitter password. So it's just... It doesn't do that anymore. (laughs) And that's okay. So thanks for joining Dylan and me today. I hope we inspired you to put the me in mommy. Like Dylan said, you can find her on Instagram at Dylan Dreyer NBC. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at GetMom. And check out my website, GetMom.com, to learn more about how to get it together. For now, this is Irene, your biggest cheerleader, here to help you get it together. And this podcast was recorded by Hanger Studios. 